Inflation, depression, recession? How do Christians interact with money and finances on this episode of Inverse? Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. How much money do you make? How much retirement do you have? How much taxes do you pay? These are all financial questions that we shouldn't ask each other. These are almost faux pas out there. On this episode, we're looking at Christians and their interaction with money under the practical rubric under the book of James. Welcome, this is Inverse. My name is Justin Kim. And in the studio, we have Sebastian, Siku, and Kelly. Hello, guys. Aloha. We're talking about money. So put your money in the pot. And we're going to be playing about uh, that wrong wrong analogy there. Yep. Let's go to the <laughs> book of James. All the chips James, on the table. All the chips on the table, your potato chips on the table. Yes, uh, I'm going to start with Sebastian. Sebastian, we have interacted on in, within the book of James. Uh, what are some things that, that, some experiences that you have had while here? Uh, we, we have these, you know, we prepare for these before in advance, mm-hmm. right? We've most likely read James before uh, yep. this study. Uh, but there's something about when we come together amongst our team here, and then we also get these awesome some uh, uh, tidbits and experiences and yeah. insights while here afresh also. Yes. What are some uh, experiences that you've had? Um, I think the uh, one of the experiences I've had is thinking about leadership. You know, when we talked about the, the concept of partiality um, and the recognition of us being called to relate to one another Hmm. based upon our religion and that that, that's really a true revelation of what our religion actually is. Mm -hmm. Um, And also really thinking about how practical things have really broad sweeping philosophical expressions. Mm And James's ability to tease that out, like it's from so crazy evil of that, one another. Yeah, exactly. It's so crazy. This is very practical, practical, practical. But there's a lot of philo- It's actually a lot more philosophical mm-hmm. than we thought it was going to be. Yes. Yeah. I, I I love that in chapter two, chapter three, he's just blasting in a very pastoral, nice way, uh, <laughs> like, like fake religion and false religion and half-heartedness. Yeah. And then the apex is chapter four, and he says, "Hey, submit yourselves. Stop being so arrogant. Humble yourselves." Mm-hmm. And in our last episode, two ways that we are not so uh, uh, humble is one speaking about others, yes, yep. and in our relationships. Yep. And then second is in our planning and in our life trajectory. And yep. we come to chapter five, where now we're looking at life trajectory and how we use our money. Yeah. And these are very practical everyday things, but they all interact and impact religion and our spirituality in a larger picture. So we're going to go to chapter five uh, of James, verse one. And before we read scripture, we've been waxing eloquently. We want to ask for the Holy Spirit to bless us. Mm-hmm. So, Callie, can you pray for us? Absolutely. Father in heaven, we thank you for this time that we can study your word together. I ask that your Holy Spirit would fill us and guide us, and may we see what you want us to see. We ask and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Amen. Kelly. And see good. Chapter 5, verse 1 through 6, please. Okay. I won't read the headings this time. Please. <laughs> <laughs> it says, Come now, you rich. Weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be a witness against you, and will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up treasure in the last days. Indeed, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out. And the cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. 
You have lived on the earth in pleasure and luxury. You have fattened your hearts as in a day of slaughter. You have condemned. You have murdered the just. He does not resist you. All right. So this is uh, this. He's he's quite happy in this passage, isn't he? Not. Uh, is he not? Uh, oh he's, yeah. He's being he's pretty delighted. straight. He's being straight. We looked at the previous episodes. I don't know which one, but uh, uh, James here is a very straightforward guy, practical guy. He is one of the leaders of Jerusalem. He was a brother of Jesus. We know how that works out. We don't know for sure, but you know there was a, some kind of connection, mm-hmm. and uh, Jesus was a real person. Um, and then he. This is very very practical. Yeah, very. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does this passage apply to today? In 2020, 2025, 2027, 2034, 2019, okay. uh, whenever this is airing, uh, how does this uh, impact today's context? Kelly? Um, I think something that stands out to me in these verses is James isn't actually blasting anybody for being rich. Mm. James isn't blasting them for saving Very or having yes. money. He's blasting them for their relationship with mm. money. Mm. Um, how they're wielding it as a weapon to oppress and kill and defraud and do bad things. Um, and these aren't the bad people, right? Right. These are He's talking the to Christians. the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Yeah, internal discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing this to each, to other. each other. We are doing this to ourselves. Yeah, you do it to brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so, mm-hmm. um, which makes it even worse. Mm. And so... Yeah, so he's he's going in on this, and I think you know we all have relationships with money, so that's the immediate relation to that is, what is our relationship with money? Do we use what we have as a way to bless, or as a way to oppress, or as a way to yeah. enable and, and help, or as a way to like defraud people? And you can do all those things with less money, so you don't have to be rich in order to have influence with money. How, how did the church get to this point where they're doing this, and and it's a normal practice that a, a leader of the church has to. Address it in a public public format. Yeah. Uh, why? How? Why? Wh- I don't know. Why? Well, why? why is, <laughs> and think, then the lessons are are is the danger for us as right. well today. Oh yeah. yes. I mean, when you when you look at the the situation of persecution in the church at that time, it is hard to see how we could have gotten to that place. But what James really highlights is that money does not change you. Right. Mm -hmm. Money only reveals more of who you already are. Mm -hmm. Right. And so as God blesses people and allows them to grow. And back then it was more agrarian. Right. You're you're profiting off the land, your animals, your crops, all these different things. You have these workers reaping in your fields. So people just happen to own land. They happen to employ other Christians. And now that they're growing in wealth and success, who do you become? Mm -hmm. Which makes sense why James has written everything in the previous four chapters, Mm -hmm. which is the fact that you're missing in these practical areas of life, like how you run your business and how you're making your plans and how you treat people that you hire. This is all killing your religion. And the irony is, is that this religion that people are holding right with partiality and this religion that is not teaching you to control your mouth, is the very religion that's leading you to be scattered in the first place. Mm-hmm. And this religion of Christ in, in the Roman eyes has led us to persecute you and seek you out and destroy you. And yet within your own context, you're just replicating the very character of your own persecutors mm. mm-hmm. because you haven't allowed the gospel to really permeate who you are and what you do. Well, on a similar note, I'm mean, also thinking you know, when times are rough, when times are under persecution, trials and temptation, I mean, you're like, oh no, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna, you're gonna, it's, it's, or, uh, what, what is the term? It's every, 
every uh, man for himself. Yeah, every man for himself, and yeah. and, and and like, oh man, I got a bit of bread. I, gotta, I usually I usually share this with Callie, but it's times of persecution, man. Forget that. I'm gonna steal right. her bread too, and I got I got children to feed. It's yeah. It's every 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 person for uh, that, That's that's what that's the that's a good one, but it's not what I'm thinking. Anyway, okay. Siku, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> help me out. Uh, I, I can't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mayday. Yeah. Mayday. Thank you. Coming yeah. in for crash lightning. No, but um, to to what Sebastian was talking about um, that what the more money that you have it becomes more a revelation of your character it doesn't make you a greedy person you were a greedy person yep um, and just thinking about when we talked about the principle that came out when we were talking about the untainable tongue, um, that it's such a small member and yet, you know, yes. something small has like these big repercussions and the importance of small things. Mm -hmm. In our religious experience, in our Christian walk, like being faithful like in the small things. Like, so when I'm poor and I see somebody in need, do I give to somebody in need in my poverty, mm -hmm. right? Because that speaks to my character. It's not about I have extra money, it's I am a giving person, mm -hmm. right? Because a giving person, when God blesses them with more, they just give more. Mm -hmm. yeah. A stingy person, when God blesses them with more, they just, th keep, more. They just keep more to themselves. Mm -hmm. um, mm. So that money doesn't make you into X, Y, Z. And, and, and I think this is important because sometimes we can look at texts like th these and think, oh, the rich people who da 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 da. But it's really, if I were that rich person, would I be the same person? because it, it's about who I am right now. So we may think, mm -hmm. if I had more money, I would give to God's work. Mm -hmm. yep. If I had more money, I would give to the mission. If I had more money, I would return a faithful tithe. If I, yeah. But it's not about that. It's about who you are as a person, regardless of whether you've got the lots and lots of money or you've got a little bit of a lot. You know, you know what's ironic, Justin, is when I first um, got into uh, studying entrepreneurship, the my professor put a study on the screen and he said that the number one predictor that you're going to fail as an entrepreneur, researched by all these venture capitalists that invest in these big companies, is are you in it for money? If you're in it for money, it's the number one scientific data-driven reason this business is going to fail. Mm. If you're not passionate about the people you're serving, you're not passionate about the problem you're solving, this is not going to work because you're, you're going to shift every time you see a big ticket thing that's going to potentially make you a lot of money. You're going to do something unethical, as we talked about in the last episode, where it's like, well, I'm going to fulfill my plans no matter what. And in this sense, the... The, the, the generation that we live in is obsessed with passive income and finding ways to not work for the man and right. be on my own and work for myself, be on my own schedule. And I need enough money to do that. All for what? Right. The, the very mistakes that James is highlighting. I'm a defraud people. I'm a heap up treasures to myself just so I can relax. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in, in this sense, James is trying to come at us before we even get there for many of us. We're not where these people are, but we are heading the same trajectory mm -hmm. yeah. because of the mindset we feel we have to do to be I, successful. Very good. Very Callie and then Siku. Oh, I was going to go a different direction. So okay. Okay, oh, I was going to say, I'll say what's, what's crazy. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, crazy about, what's crazy about it to me is that, um, you know, God knows our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. um, and he knows that if we had more money, what we would do. Yeah. And yet he still blesses financially, even that person, you know, and, and this is in the church, right? So these are his people. Yes. And, and it makes me think like, it's almost like to magnify 
who you really are. Yeah. Here's money, and and we we we, we yeah. fall into the the trap of thinking because you have money that means God is blessing you that means you're doing something right mm -hmm. but in this instance it's really because you have he's giving you money and Show it you. amplifies yeah it amplifies the defects in your character and it leads James to say in verse 1 come now you rich weep howl for your mis miseries that are coming upon you right mm. so this it actually it amplifies who you are and if you don't change there's something bad in your future on that note we're going to take a break here and when we come back we're going to look at how Jesus his old sermon on the mount is used by James to talk about the last days so stay with us has inverse been a blessing to you do you have questions comments or feedback you'd like to leave us Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. We're looking at finances in the book of James. And hopefully in the last segment, you've either been encouraged or maybe a little offended. And that's kind of what James is doing. And where is the grace in this passage? Let's go to chapter 5, verse 2. And a very cool uh, observation that we see there in verse 2. The Bible says, Your riches are corrupted, your garments are moth-eaten, mm -hmm. your gold and silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be like witness against you and, and eat your flesh like fire. Woo! He's, he's very, mm, happy. very, very intense. There's some imagery there that is reminiscent of one of Jesus' classic and old sermons. I want just, we, we rarely have gotten out of the book of James, but we're going to go to good old Matthew chapter 6. Good old Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. And the Bible says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys or where thieves do not break in and steal. Mm -hmm. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm -hmm. So as just to confirm as both of you were saying before, before the break, is that riches themselves are not bad. So we would encourage people to, to be profitable and successful in whatever uh, avenue that the Lord is has, mm -hmm. has you in. But it is the motive of how we use our finances. Mm -hmm. And here he's saying that he uses the rust, the corrosion, the, the garments and the moth and, the, and, and already saying that you have all these finances and guess what? They're already on this earth, mm -hmm. yeah. right? I mean, you're, in, you're using them for this earth and they're already... Uh, maybe not literally moth and, and corrosion and thieves, yeah. but they already are because your heart's trajectory where your finances reveal is already here. Mm -hmm. And if they were just calibrated up to heaven, then hey, this, this will be solved, but they're not. And mm -hmm. by the way, you're not out worldlings out in the world out there, the heathen Gentiles, but this is internal, the, the, mm -hmm. the, the new Jerusalemites. So uh, that's... Where we are. Kelly, yeah, help us out. <laughs> well, I think it's actually pretty relevant to the okay. Matthew 6 part, cool. so that, that was cool. Good. Okay. Nice. Is I can sometimes read passages like James 5, and I'm like, I'm not living in luxury. Mm. Like, I'm not... I'm not doing all those things. I don't. I don't consider myself a greedy person. Like I'm not keep. I'm not like asking someone to do something, not paying them. Like that's terrible. I don't do any of that. <laughs> but I think there's something that sounds good. Even I'm not even sure. 
I don't know, I'm not sure James is talking about this, but Jesus definitely was, and that is trusting the security of riches, mm. of being like, I'm, I'm just getting all this stuff, not to be mean, but to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not paying you because I just, I might need that later. So like, you'll understand, like I'm just, it's for a security purpose, not because I'm a jerk. Yep, security. And so, because that's, for me, money is more of a, I can see my anxiety going that way. I'm just like, well, I'm just anxious to, what if I really need that? What if, you know, Jesus wants us to be good stewards? So it's really easy to over-spiritualize that aspect. Yes. And so the way Jesus is going to take care of me is me taking care of myself. And yes. So let me just focus on that. Um, and I think I think God does want us to, again, be good stewards, but it's still, it's still that heart question of where does your heart trust? Mm-hmm. Is your heart trusting in your bank account? Is your, is your heart trusting in your investments? Or is your heart trusting in the God that is God of everything. Yeah. And God is over that and over your life. And to link with the flow that we talked about in our previous episode, uh, you mentioned security, yeah? Mm-hmm. And then chapter five is really flowing from chapter four, 13 yep. through, through 16 there. Yep, absolutely. In our planning, in our security, mm-hmm. our hearts are on this earth. Mm-hmm. And these are all secularly good things, yeah. right? It's, it's for investment, but they all point back to chapter four, verse 10, mm-hmm. humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. So we actually mm-hmm. think that we are lords of our manners and He's lords like, of our not. bank accounts. And, <laughs> and I know some of you out there, you have nothing in your bank accounts. There, and you're in debt. You got to pay student debt. And we have, we're in the middle of an inflation and recession and a depression and whatnot. But even in that context, yes. it's not about how much moolah you have in your bank account, how much bling you're wearing, but or shouldn't be wearing. But it's actually how much your heart is secured in the Lord Jesus. Now, moving on, we've got to go to verse four here. He talks about the wages of your labor and fields and many people are thinking I got no laborers I got no fields I'm not crying out but then there's a very interesting thing that he always roots every problem and every issue into a, the person of Jesus Christ that's right yeah and yeah. then and he talks about this Lord of Sabaoth what is this is this some you know online online video game character what is Sabaoth <laughs> is this a, a permutation of Sabbath uh, enlighten us Sebastian so the the concept of the Lord of Sabaoth is really saying the Lord of hosts right it's okay. talking about the the armies the fact that Jesus commands this host of people yes um, and he's coming to bring judgment, yes. right? Ultimately, to bring this level of accountability to the wealthy. Yes. And essentially... It's accountability, I like that word. To your point that in every situation, James finds a way to show a different aspect of Jesus as it relates to this character problem, mm. right? When you're speaking evil of one another, right, he's the lawgiver. You know, when you're going back to, oh yeah, this temptation and the problems that are coming on my life, well, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, right? And he's the father of lights. And so you have this revelation of God that in relation to your situation, if you do not look at your, your, your faults and your weaknesses in the light of who Jesus is in a multifaceted sense, and you only see him as the God of grace in every situation of life. Well, he's always the God of grace. Well, no, he's also the Lord of the Sabbath. He's also the lawgiver, and he's the one that can save and destroy. So sometimes we box Jesus into a one-dimensional element, which is what keeps us from seeing our characters as they truly are. Mm. And that's why it's, it's a beautiful way to 
take James's approach of these practical decisions that people yeah, are making yeah, yeah, yeah. and yet showing this is who Jesus is to you when you're making these types of decisions. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's in every practical a problem or every situation, it's a different different shade or a different yeah. perspective mm-hmm. of Jesus that reveals how we solve that solution. And it seems like each solution each each, each circumstance is kind of unrelated, but yeah. it's the Jesus factor that that connects everyone together. That's 100%. Awesome. awesome. Um, I I think it's encouraging. No, it is encouraging. (laughs) It's encouraging that in the midst of um, James talking about the the injustice that these rich people are perpetrating, Mm. that he speaks to the cries of the the ones who are mistreated, right? Mm -hmm. And for both, for both, you you ought to look to Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. For the one who's doing wrong, you and better. The one who's been wrong. Yeah. 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 Oh, the that's, one who's doing wrong, watch out. That's a great observation. <laughs> yes. But the one who is being wronged, he's saying that justice will come. Mm-hmm. And even if it doesn't come on this earth, which it may not, it may, you, people may experience some form of justice. You know, some reparations here and there. Some, yeah. you know, uh, some court uh, judgment in their favor. But even when justice doesn't come on this earth, because ultimately this earth cannot give us the kind of justice that we need, that we can look to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and t- mm. speaking to Jesus as the Lord of hosts, he's saying that this is the power Mm. in the one who is going to ultimately mete out justice. Mm. It's yeah. not some judge who sits and may or may not have the power to throw someone in jail. Right. He is the Lord of hosts. Mm. He commands the armies of heaven. And so that is to whom these people have to answer at mm-hmm. the end of time. And mm-hmm. so it, it, it's, it's a, it gives a form of encouragement that whether or not I see justice in this life, mm-hmm. that ultimately they'll have to answer at the end. I, I love the title that he uses, Lord of Hosts. Yeah. He doesn't use like, and then and, and Jesus is going to hear these cries, or the lamb is going to hear these cries, mm-hmm. or the lion is going to hear. Right. He uses that specific term that you really, it's a rare term. Yeah. And so yes. there's, some, there's some oomphah there that he's trying to emphasize. Yeah. Uh, when I think of Lord of Hosts, I just think of, you know, all the angels, mm-hmm. right? I think of the hierarchy of like the millions and thousands of, you know, when we think of like the United States, the country that we're right. in, and just the, the government levels and the bureaucracy there, and like, well, y- you you stole my five cents. That's my interest. I'm going to I'm gonna report this to the manager, and the manager's going to go to IRS, and, I, and we're like, this is going to go straight to the president. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's like, yeah. and, right. you know, just the, the accountability mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and the reality, and then so high yet so, so, um, Accessible so flat at the same time. And consider, yeah. consider the contrast that he's also bringing in the very same sense. The very people you're defrauding, the innocents that you're murdering, mm. and the people you're neglecting by the treasure you're keeping, their cries reach someone who has more power, more wealth, and more status mm. than you. Mm. But their cries do not reach you. Mm. Mm. So it's like you defrauded this man and his cries to you, they're like, hey, Mr. Braxton, like, you owe me this. This is what we agreed upon. Sorry, Sebastian, I'm just going to have, you know, whatever, whatever. And it's like, but that person's cries didn't reach your heart, but they reached Jesus's heart. Mm-hmm. So the, the reality here is how can I wield power any different than the way Jesus does? Yeah. And that should be the place that I'm looking at is to think here's someone who has more than I have, more power than I have. more Like people are talking about their little estates in Monaco and I got houses all over the planet. Like we're talking about someone who owns galaxies, right? <laughs> so you're just like, okay, stars that form solar systems, <laughs> right? Those are all under his command. And yet their ears I mean, their cries reach his ears. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm coming. 
and I will deal with this. Because the natural reaction is then for those who are crying, right, mm-hmm. is to wait upon the Lord of hosts mm-hmm. to answer. Yes. Which goes back to the patience that we need and back to the endurance. Mm-hmm. And just as it's the the, the, the rich people who, who oppress, I mean, they're mm-hmm. going to be judged and ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Uh, but also the temptation for me as uh, for someone who's been wronged uh, right for when i cry is to wait on the lord and not to take the situation into my own hands that's yes, also a temptation absolutely too, because if i take the situation in my own hands it's it's and by testament i'm saying the lord of hosts you don't hear my cry mm-hmm. uh you don't know what's going on and i got to take the situation into my own hands mm. and that's also a patience uh, faith issue there as oh, well. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah big yeah. time yeah big time kelly i mm. know oh, sorry okay okay well, you're, you're, you're reading your point justin is <laughs> yep. what you just said is that the opposite danger, which is if you don't learn to trust Jesus, James's counsel is not, hey, let's start an insurrection in Rome. Yeah. Right. Like that's not his is not his recommendation. Mm-hmm. Right. His recommendation is, yeah, these things are known. And James himself is aware of them. Mm-hmm. Right. You've defrauded the, the people that work for you. You've actually murdered innocents. I mean, I'm like, you just have to process the fact that in our day and age, we see innocent people go down all the time. Later on, exonerated by DNA evidence, right? That, oh, this person was never guilty. And we look at this, look at this injustice, right? And we have to fight, da, 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 da. And James is like, yes, we're aware. I'm aware as an apostle. Jesus is aware as the Lord. And the answer is not, right, to go ahead and start overthrowing these rich people. Well, let's, let's finish reading those, uh, the verses there. In verse 5, uh, the Bible says, You have lived in earth in pleasure and luxury. You have fattened your hearts as in a day of slaughter. You have condemned. Uh, you, you have condemned. You have murdered the just. He does not resist you. And I know this is the next verse, but we're leaking into the next section. But I just <gasps> have this great. Mm-hmm. But therefore, yes. be patient, breth- brethren, mm-hmm. yeah. until the coming of our Lord. And I'm going to stop there. Amen. But uh, verse 6, verse, uh, what is it, 5 and 6, um, how, how does that key into all this? And, and what's the connection? there he is blasting here a bit right on a harsh level well what's what's the connection there mm-hmm. well you see overtones of of um the rich man and lazarus parable that jesus gave mm. right the the rich man is faring sumptuously and lazarus is not and just mm-hmm. wanting the crumbs from his table and in the end right when their roles are reversed and you know, Abraham in that parable says, right, which is really the voice of God saying, ultimately, you had your good things on earth. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to live in this eternal bliss, right? Mm. So your stuff was temporary. And that's the choice that the wealthy have to make. Mm-hmm. Either I'm going to accept that this is not worth me losing an internal benefit mm. of wealth and prosperity. Well, whether you have a million dollars in your bank account or whether you have a penny in your bank account and it's about to close, uh, we want to say our prayer requests uh, for our hearts and for yours is to calibrate your hearts on the Lord Jesus regardless of your finances. And may the finances be an expression of where our hearts are at. That's our prayer. Hopefully that's yours. Thank you. God bless you. We'll see you next week here in Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Kelly Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. 
find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.